Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network, and we hope we're just what you needed. Oddity Files Podcast. All things creepy, cryptic, otherworldly. Hey guys, we're fucking back. Whoop whoop. It's been a month and it feels like it's been five years. Yeah, it does. I've aged a lot since the last time we spoke. Same. I've probably put on about 40 pounds because, you know, holidays. So there's yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been crazy. I'm like, exci- I was excited to record because I'm just like, what? then I'm like, what happened? What happened in the last like month that we haven't recorded? It's so much has happened, was, but also nothing at all. I, t- I was trying to do notes, and I, and I don't have many. <laughs> you know, it's just because there was too many to put down, so I was trying to choose the important ones. And yeah, I don't know. I can't even remember what when the last time we recorded what what was happening in that moment. I do not remember. I, I'm sure there was a pandemic. That yes, yeah. I'm positive of. 100%. Um, I think we had a new president elected and then elected again and then elected again. Um, we had some holidays. Did we have two holidays I in did between? a virtual... Uh, no, just the one. Unless you celebrate um, Hanukkah. Or Kwanzaa. So we had three Christmas holidays in between yes. but we did thanksgiving so we've done that that was yes. done yes and I then you so. you released a book in between yes 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 and did a virtual book tour that, that you know thank god we took a break yeah. because i know every time i looked you were on like this news station this podcast this radio show i'm like oh my god how do you how are you even doing it i don't know and i'm i'm so worried i told the same story on every single one and i tried to shake it up a little bit and if any of you listen to them all first i'm sorry second of all you're fucking amazing and i appreciate you it's very cool it's very exciting to see i mean i so i got a new desk recently so the book is 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 uh, uh, further than a long arm's reach away, but I'm I can see it. But I saw a lot of pictures on social media around the holidays of a lot of people getting the book. That's very exciting. I'm so excited, so grateful. Everybody's been so great, and there's only been that one bad review on Amazon. That people, that is your cue to get on Amazon and leave a, at least a decent <laughs> review because that guy's an asshole. And make sure you mark it as not helpful when you see that shitty review. Okay. Yes. Off my soapbox. <laughs> hey, it was a it was a, a very small soapbox, but it worked. So, yeah, trying. You know, after the episode we left everybody on in my Zozo soapbox, <laughs> maybe I should just reel it in just a little bit, reeling it in just a scotch. So, no, nope, no, nope. we we're gonna start the year off right, nice and salty, how it should be. Yes, <laughs> fuck yes, fuck uh, yes. <laughs> did you have a good Christmas? Did you get anything exciting? Uh, we had a very low-key Christmas. Um, Chris and I, we did not get each other gifts. We're kind of on a budget right now. <laughs> really tight one. So <laughs> the kids were spoiled, as always. But um, it was it was the most chill holiday 
we've ever had since Chris and I met. So we were missing one. My daughter went and, and moved across the country since we last spoke, I believe. She is literally living on the road on purpose. So, you know, and I'm so proud of her. I really am. It's It sounds way scarier than me being the mom that it actually is because she's so smart and she's so talented and she she likes to climb rocks. So go you go, girl. You know, I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I mean, it's it's so cool following her journeys as well and, and stuff. And I feel like this is the time to uh, be doing that. So I envy her, actually. Yeah. So that's great. I, I, do, I miss travel, Nick. I figured that out last month. Yeah. Actually, we were supposed to go to Gatlinburg for our big family Christmas. We had a cabin rented and everything and had to put the kibosh on that. And on the 4th, Chris and I were supposed to be leaving for New Orleans. Thank God we bought that travel insurance. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it is, it is wild. And, and I, the more, uh, I'm kind of like looking back at getting all those, this day last year you were doing this and I'm just like fuck off I like it just it makes me wish I was traveling I'm getting like you were in New York in this day and you were here this day mm-hmm. and I'm I I don't know I feel like optimism is going to be something we're going to have to relearn in 2021 but also I I'm not going to take anything for granted going forward cuz yes. I feel like it's so easy to when you or on a plane until you talk to someone that like grounds you and goes, I never, you know, I just, I flew for my first time last year. And yeah, that's like my 35th time this year. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, it's, that's kind of your, your real back in, but also yeah, this whole year has been a giant real back in for everybody who, yeah, you know, for every little thing. At concerts and travel and this and I mean even road trips like road trips still mm-hmm. like I have a whole yeah. new appreciation for road trips because I I went to Atlanta while we were gone I drove went to the Bigfoot Museum saw that um, so jealous yeah <laughs> and that was that was great I went through it this time I had because I went down with nine folks we we were all very safe um, we were all isolated together we had covid safety out the wazoo and um we made a little a little movie and i was wondering if you were going to talk about that yeah we we did the thing but like the drive down was great and i was like man i really like i was just looking at things like i hadn't looked at them before i'm just like look at that water that's on the side of the road oh look at that (laughs) and like just taking it all in look at that truck stop right there i wonder if there's a glory hole in that bathroom (laughs) (laughs) sorry uh salty salty yes starting it (laughs) off with some salt but no it was it was uh it was great and just being around people it sounds so crazy like if i would have if i would be listening to myself talk right now about just being around nine people who i trust for two days was you know it, it sounds insane but it truly was like this moment but also the stress afterwards so the, the the week that i got home i i like had pains in my chest from anxiety of like we were safe but were we safe enough am i is this is someone else gonna get sick mm-hmm. because of me and this and that and blah 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 blah. and here i am 15 16 17 days later and you know we were safe and that's good everybody was yeah. um yeah but it, yeah it, it made me miss it and uh just being around everybody was 
pretty sweet and getting able get, being able to create something right at the end of the year we got to make some weird little thing um that will hopefully be out next year at some point so oh yeah i don't know and and we'll be the first to know right you will 100 percent. i'll even drop some stuff yeah. absolutely it's it's very horror uh horror driven very very strange and uh it's just a fun little project, and, and I'll drop some clips and pictures and stuff in the group first, and everyone can see it there. Uh, oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, yeah, because not, we're not going to release it publicly. It's just a pitch to pitch um, the full-length version of it. So we just shot a scene from the movie, basically, that we want to okay. make. And uh, it's not going to go out on the internet. It's just going to go to investors and things like that. But I'll put a couple little clips in the group for those folks to watch. Oh, awesome. The, the Oddity Files family, so they can take a look and let me know if it's good or let me know if it sucks. And I'll hopefully make changes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Be All of us believe in you. Oh, so Thank you. Well, guess what? Don't I... stop believing. Do you have a Bigfoot coaster on your desk, too? I do. Because this bitch does. <laughs> I absolutely do. It's for my drink. Sweet. Um, I actually got out and saw some people last month as well. I um, I wasn't filmmaking, but I was investigating. And I got to investigate like three times in the month of December. Heck I, yeah. It just like happened. One of them was last night. So um, it's it's like a whole new ball game for me. It's me going into people's homes and oh. investigating what they're going through and each time was completely successful. Wow. So if any of our listeners um, know me or Nick from the con scene, you may be familiar with Justin. Justin was amazing. Everybody loved him and his mom, Tammy, and his brothers. And he passed away earlier this year, and I was able to go and for the first time ever bring his voice to his mom. It's amazing. It, fucking amazing, yeah. Nick. It was I ugh, I still tear up every time I talk about it. So I'm liking this this new little journey I'm on. And now what I'm going to do with it, I don't know. Yeah. But as of right now, I'm just kind of filming it for the people I'm investigating their houses and then I I send them a link to something that's super rough, like my worst editing ever, but they get the gist of what we went through that yeah. evening and it's been pretty cool yeah what a cool circle like it's it's literally been a circle from the last you know the one thing we were kind of a, a common theme a thread that we were finding through the episodes was like you know the paranormal doesn't have to be scary it doesn't have to be a scary evil thing it, it can be an inviting loving beautiful thing and the fact that we're now where we are which i guess this will come out in 2021 so when this releases, it's a new year, and you're on the path to like chasing that thread that we've kind yeah. of consistently been talking about, and that's pretty freaking sweet. It is. It's amazing. And it's funny because, you know, as I was doing this little, I keep calling it virtual book tour, it was really me just sitting in this office, you know, Zooming with people <laughs> or on my phone in my bedroom at 3 o'clock in the morning with Coast to Coast AM. But talking about the book and talking about all these things that I discovered throughout my weird little journey, 
is exactly that. It's that this isn't scary and more people need to know it's not scary. So, and that's kind of where I want to go with this. That's my big decision I made. I, I think I told you a little bit about it. I was leaning towards it before we took our little hiatus, but it's... It's so rewarding. I'm not up till all hours of the night. And, you know, there's heat in people's homes and there's bathrooms that work. And it's so amazing. Yep. Yeah. And they bring me snacks. It's really all you're doing it for is the snacks. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It's so amazing. I mean, I feel like it's... um, you know, we talk a lot about the Warrens and, and, and their belief and things like that, but what made the Warrens so uh, beloved amongst so many people who are interested in the paranormal and also not really interested in the paranormal, who've just seen movies and have heard that they're real people, is that they left an impact. They had a clear vision of what they were trying to do. It wasn't for financial mm-hmm. gain. It wasn't for, as far as I know, it wasn't for financial gain. It wasn't for... Uh, you know, to do to do a, a dance in front of people and say they did one thing when they were doing another. It was literally two people who felt like they had a mission to get answers and help somehow, uh, whether that help be to claim something demonic or not demonic or evil or not evil. But you're you you're like following in these footsteps of like you're doing this thing. You have a very clear vision of what you want to do, and I feel like that's what's been missing within the paranormal community is, you know, you see the dollar signs a lot, and yeah, that's not with you uh, at all, and people should know that, and it's great. Oh, thank you. I had an epiphany in December when we were on hiatus about the Warrens, now that you bring them up. So, you know, everything was a demon when it came to the Warrens. And, and and it kind of bothered me because I really liked them. I liked what they did for the paranormal field. But they were also very devout Catholics. Yeah. And this is me just pulling shit out of my ass. But I'm wondering if why they thought every spirit was a demon. Because I've read some of their books. Even benign spirits, they called demons. If be, If it was because if you're not an angel in heaven, then you must be a demon. Yeah, it's food well, for thought. It's it's in. It, I think we've touched on this a couple episodes before we hit the hiatus. Is like it is. It's it's the unknown factor. Everyone needs to know that there is not an unknown, and that's I think a lot of what a lot of religion, a lot of religion has the power that it does, is because so many people would lose their minds if they didn't know that there was an answer to everything, and that's okay. It's not yeah. a it's not a bad thing, but I no. think. With the Warrens specifically, I think with a lot of a lot of paranormal investigators, there's this idea that unknown can exist, and, right. and what you're sort of exploring is the idea of the unknown. So why are you afraid to acknowledge that maybe parts of this thing you're exploring is truly that unknown? Right. So no, and that's how I go into this. Yeah, you don't have to have I all the answers. Not- no, and I am that person. If I don't know, I'm going to tell you I don't know. Yep. But I want the answers. If they come to me, I will tell you and everybody that'll listen. But there's there's no rule book with this. There yeah. are no answers. There are no specific answers in the paranormal field whatsoever. Yeah. But everybody and if and the, and the through line of all that is that no matter what profession you have, it, it be art, film, uh, uh. 
banking. I don't know. There's the the the, the through line to it all is like there are no rules for anything. There there are no there's no rule book to tell you exactly how to do things. You do things the way that you want to do, and sometimes when you find that happy perfect thing, the thing that's closest to perfect, that ultimate success, you haven't achieved it because you have found the key to success. You've achieved it because there's a little bit that little bit of unknown, and yeah, you caught it and you put it in a bottle, and there you are. And that's it. I got a ghost in a box. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah. So, and and I I think that's why I appreciate doing this with you so much. Because you're not afraid to say you don't know. And I just, 2021 is about the unknown. It's about embracing the unknown and realizing we don't have control. And just kind of rolling with the flow. I do not have a single... Uh, oh shit! What are they called? Resolution. It's just to kind of go with the flow. Yeah, but maybe that's the key. Maybe the key. Yeah. And I say that as I open up a white claw. Um, but maybe the <laughs> key. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe the key is to just go into things and let them be unknown. Fuck a resolution. Yeah. Like fuck trying to guess every ending to every book and movie and life and maybe you just let things go and go you know what i don't have control over it i don't know what's going to happen and i'm not going to try to guess i'm just going to ride the ride strap in and just make just use common sense when i can to keep myself and the those around me safe boom 2021 absolutely speaking of that kind of vibe did you see soul yet I, I know see, you just got your internet back. Just got the internet back. Uh, I haven't seen Soul or Wonder Woman. Um, I could have watched them, but I've been in this weird, like, embrace the future. Technology is fascinating because I'm 95 years old sort of mindset. Uh, <laughs> so, so I've had the, the VR headset that's been pretty wild, and I had this new Google game console that was like, super cheap, and you can play like next-gen games, so I'm I'm in like technology heaven right now, but I'll watch I didn't the even movies know that eventually. Existed. Okay, it's crazy. It was fun. It was. It wasn't what I expected, but it's a good movie for right now. If good. Disney's going to change the world, if anybody's going to change the world and how we think it's going to be Disney, so it's good. It's a very feel good movie. There were no tears at the end, which I was shocked, especially yeah. for a Pixar movie. <laughs> Usually they have this algorithm that at a certain point in the movie, tears are just coming out of my face and I don't know why. That didn't happen this time. So I gave it nine out of ten stars because I didn't cry. But other than that, Minus one, no tears. That's what it was. It was a a tear point. I I feel that. Totally. I do feel like Disney's going to change the world uh, with Avatar 2, if and when we get it. (laughs) Okay. I, I, I don't understand the Avatar mindset never saw the first one when people were saying it will change your life i was like no it's not because i'm not gonna watch it because i am that bitch (laughs) oh my god and here we are 20 minutes later that's it cheers yep oh by the way you guys are listening to oddity files the podcast (laughs) i'm kitsy duncan and i'm nick floyd and we missed each other we've been off for a month so here we are I don't really have paranormal in the news. However, monoliths happened. Oh, I got you covered. Hiatus. I got you covered. Okay. 
I got Sweet. you covered on the monoliths. Spoiler alert. Okay. Okay. Perfect. I got you. So yeah. that's all I had for I got some, in the news. I got some shit to say. A lot happened in the month we've been off. And so I didn't. I, I texted Kitsy and I asked her before. I, was, I don't have a story. I just have some shit that I got to say about some shit that happened while we were go- off. And uh, Sweet. It needs to it needs to be discussed. Sorry, my dogs just charged at he, at each other uh, in a fit of rage and battle. It's because we're we're sponsored by Chewy.com. If you go to tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy, you get a discount and it helps out the podcast. So definitely check that out. Mine are actually being very well behaved right now. I know. And I'm slightly concerned. I'm concerned as well. And we should definitely, because there is some shit going on in the stars while we've been off, Nick, we definitely need to get caught up with Miss Astrology. Hey there, oddballs. It's Jess from Miss Fortune Astrology, back with another energy forecast. Happy New Year. 2021 starts off right with a gentle sextile between Mercury at 18 degrees of Capricorn and Neptune at 18 degrees of Pisces. This aspect favors relaxation and creative pursuits, so kick back with your favorite music or movie and ease into this new year. You've earned it. Heightened intuition and vivid dreams often accompany this energy as well, making today great for exploring the more spiritual side of life if you're so inclined. This weekend, the sky is quiet while the moon moves through Virgo. Virgo energy is great for organizing. Use it to clean out anything that doesn't serve you in the coming year. 2020 dumped a lot of baggage on us, and Virgo's influence through Monday can help with purging. Get rid of old text messages, clean out your inbox, meal plan, or follow through with that resolution to start exercising more. Monday evening finds Mercury in a conjunction with Pluto at 24 degrees of Capricorn. Expect a fair amount of intensity if this one hits your chart. Mercury conjunct Pluto penetrates to the depths of thoughts and communication, so it's great for uncovering secrets or getting to the bottom of troubling issues. Just make sure you're prepared for what you might find during your dumpster dive, because Pluto doesn't play, and he most certainly doesn't spare feelings. Anyone who is prone to anxiety should make relaxation a priority during this conjunction, as Pluto amps up paranoia and the tendency to obsess. Intrusive thoughts may be especially persistent on Monday, but it should be short-lived because Mercury passes through quickly. 2020 was a tough year for our personal planets Mercury, Venus, and Mars. All three of these planets went retrograde in 2020, one after the other, adding an extra layer of annoyance to an already absurd astrological year. Within the first week of 2020, all three of these planets changed signs, giving us an opportunity to start the year with fresh energy. First up, Mars moves into Taurus on Wednesday the 6th. Mars, who usually spends about six weeks in each sign, has been in Aries for almost six months because of his retrograde. Believe it or not, that cycle only winds up on the 5th, and Mars changes lanes the very next day. Mars isn't particularly happy in Taurus, where he's forced to take a more slow and steady approach than he's used to. Still, his move into a new sign will be a welcome change for those of us who are exhausted from burning the candle at both ends since he entered Aries last July. Mars exits Taurus for Gemini on March 3rd. On Friday the 8th, Mercury moves into Aquarius and Venus moves into Capricorn. Mercury is exalted and very happy in Aquarius and he's going to be there for quite a while due to his upcoming retrograde, which starts at the end of January. This transit favors thinking outside the box and speaking your mind, no matter how others might react. Aquarius is the sign of rebellion and revolution, and there's about to be a major pig pile there. Don't be surprised if things on the national stage start to heat up significantly through the winter. 
Mercury won't enter Pisces until March 15th this year. And finally, Venus in Capricorn sees our planet of love, money, and values taking on a cautious and responsible tone. There's nothing flashy at all about this transit. Venus in Capricorn seeks stability and responsibility within her love relationships and is both frugal and practical with her money. Keeping your wits about you will be pretty easy with Venus in Capricorn, where she stays until February 1st. If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneastrology.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop, where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscopes and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on social media at misfortune1111. Ciao for now. And we're back. Okay. So, big announcement (laughs) for people that are on any social media. Season one and season two of Oddity Files, the TV show, is now available on YouTube. For all y'all that don't have Prime in any other country. No. How do I want to say this? So, it's only available on Prime in the UK, in the US. So, now anybody can watch it on YouTube. So it's oh. it's just Oddity Files crew on YouTube. Plus, there is a bonus episode added to season two. So those of you that have seen everything on Prime, you still want to go to YouTube. You want to check out the Pain House episode where my friend Tiffany Rice and Sarah G. You know Sarah G. I do. Um, we investigated a house in Rhode Island. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh. So. I, I know what I'm watching tonight. Sweet. I think that's all I've got. Um, do you want a rock, scissor, papers for who goes first? Um, Just start fresh? Uh, whatever you want to do. It, it, okay. I, oh, shit. I don't have. I got a new desk, so I don't have my D20 on uh, on my desk. We could roll for it. Wow. <laughs> What's a D20? Is that that weird little dice with 17 sides? Yeah, 20 sides. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Hence the 20. In the it's, name. A, it's a little Dungeons and Dragons for all those D&D fans out there. You caught me red-handed. Oh, Chris was a big D&D player. I was not. I was too interested in boys. Okay, let's just rock, scissors, paper for it. Okay. In. One, two, three. Oh, shit. Double scissors. Tie. Double scissors. One, two, three. Oh, shit. Double paper. Double paper. Okay. Third time's a charm. One, two, three. Oh, shit. Double paper. You're going first. (laughs) (laughs) How are we on the exact same wavelength? We live in a simulation. I am your simulation. You are my simulation. (laughs) Oh God! Oh Jesus! Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, this works then, because I'll just use the the. <laughs> I'll use your news your news flash as my segue. As, Perfection. As he sips his white claw slowly. So some crazy <laughs> shit's been going on in 2020. Not just in 2020, but in the last month that we've been off. Everything. Everything. And I'm going to start in chronological order and how these two things potentially might or might not be tied to one another. Uh, okay. I'm going to be a realist about them. I'm going to be honest. Uh, but there's something that happened in my research that kind of fucked me up in a big way. Um, 
so we know about the monoliths. We know the initial monolith appeared in Utah. Uh, mm-hmm. A quick little recap for those who didn't know or didn't hear, because you live under a rock or a monolith. A monolith appeared in Utah. If you don't know what a monolith is, it's a giant metal sculpture uh, that is famously seen in two thousand uh, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Meant to watch that movie after the monoliths hit. I forgot. It's very good. I highly recommend uh, checking it out. So this happened. People were like, whoa, this is nuts. Monolith landed. This is crazy. Aliens are among us. The lizard people are real. Uh, shit's going down in 2020. Um, it appeared. People went and took pictures to it, and uh, pictures of it in the slot canyon in San Juan County in Utah. And then, just as it appeared, it disappeared. And the only thing left was a message in the sand and a and, uh, human feces. Someone took a shit where the monolith was. No, I didn't know that. Yep. Surprise. Plot twist. No one knew. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Did they take DNA from that shit? Literally? <laughs> I don't know. So what had happened is that a truck came up, removed the monolith. It was probably someone, a group of people who were pissed off that this monolith existed. Um, Maybe some conspiracy theorists. I don't know. But they removed the monolith, left a message to the folks who were interested in it, and then proceeded to shit where the monolith was. Um, They had said that this monolith appeared in Google Maps and Google Imaging in 2016. It had been there since 2016. Crazy. Uh, but a lot of people said it was probably some bored uh, artist who who b- had built it over time. He built it. He put it there as an art installation, and then he just dipped out because it would have been cool. That was my first thought originally. I mean, I got excited about aliens for like 10 seconds, and I'm like, oh, this is somebody making a statement about something. So yes. f- continue. I'm sorry. No. So that was November 18th, 2020. And then there were a couple other that popped up. Um, there was one recently in uh, San Francisco that was made out of gingerbread. Uh, that was a fun little thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, you win. <laughs> and there were a few more as well that made the news. And then like everything in the news, it just disappeared because they had other shit to talk about. So I decided to go on Wikipedia and just figure out a little bit more about these monoliths. And apparently there were a lot in the world that happened between December 6th and December 20th of 2020. And I'm going to rattle through these super fast, uh, as fast as I can, because you got, you just have to know. Uh, so they okay. appeared in Africa. So in Morocco on December 10th in Europe, there were three that appeared in Austria, December 6th, 10th and 14th, two that appeared in Belgium, the 8th and the 10th of December, Czech Republic, uh, one, Finland, two on the 10th and the 12th. There were three in France. There were two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14 in Germany. Oh, snap. One in Hungary, four in Italy, six in the Netherlands, one in Norway, and it just goes on. Poland, Romania, Slovakia, Slovenia, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, United Kingdom, Ukraine, Canada, Alberta, British Columbia, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, and then in the U.S., Arkansas, California, there were multiple in California, Uh, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Massachusetts, Michigan, Missouri, Nebraska, Nevada, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Texas, Utah, Vermont, 
Washington, D.C. I had no idea. All within the span of 10 days. It's insane. What? Yes. That's it. That is aliens. I'm, yep. I'm heading back toward aliens. Go ahead. Sorry. It's no, please. I will take all the commentary I can get because this is some shit that I'm waiting to talk about for quite a while. <laughs> I uh, I really had no I'm so glad you did the homework on this. Yeah. Cause you know, I'd see it pop up in my Facebook feed and I'm like, oh, it's another one. And I'd I'd look at the picture of it, and I'm like, oh, you can see the swirl marks in that one. The first one didn't have the swirl marks and yep. you know, just kitsy shit as I was looking at it. Yeah. But holy fucking balls, that's a lot of monoliths. Oh, and that and the thing is the list continues. I mean, we go to Australia, South Australia, Victoria, New Zealand. Panama, the Bahamas, South America. I mean, just popping up all again in the span of 10 days. And again, uh, this is Wikipedia. I'm pulling this Mm -hmm. from Wikipedia. Wikipedia is an editable site. So these could have been uploaded as a joke to further the conspiracy, to further this and that and the other. But... I trust the Wikipedia more than I do the Facebook. Just saying. I do. And there's a large part of me that with this, with all of the different things happening in the world, between the time we were on hiatus and now, there was a lot of shit going on. We've got a mutated yeah. coronavirus. Uh, there was the you know fight for a transition to power uh, in the White House. We've had just so many little pieces of news that what site is going to be tracking these monoliths and the way that we are as a society, we look at something in the news, we obsess over it for about three days, and then yeah. we could give fuck all about it resurfacing again. Literally. And that's I mean, and is. by we, you mean everybody else. I want to know all the monolith stuff now, and I'm disappointed in myself. I wasn't on the wiki as well. Yeah, I'm... Hopefully, by the time this episode airs, I will have claimed a domain where I can uh, continue a, uh, continue like monitoring when where the monoliths are up uploaded yes. installed, like a monolith watch it. site. Um, yes, I don't know, but it's insane. But the fact that they're everywhere is crazy. So initially, the argument was that these were art installations from people who have been bored uh, that'll appear and then they disappear. And then they appear, and then they disappear. And that was sort of the pattern. Um, but even looking at somewhere like Morocco, on December 10th, when it appeared at a, in a construction site, it was a logistics company um, who partnered with a company in Silicon Valley to like promote this new campaign that, that they had like a robot or something. So, okay. yes, there are some of those. But also, there were a shit ton of monoliths that popped up. All in the span of 10 days. I'm saying that again because that's what, that's the point. 10 days. 10 days. That's a lot of, that's very quick for people to just like, I'm going to stack some aluminum and metal on top of each other and install it overnight. Like, what? Yeah. Uh, exactly. Unless there was like a Facebook group of like monolith builders around the world who like all planned this and we just don't know about it. I don't know. Eh, but I, I wouldn't mean, put it past Facebook, <laughs> but. I wouldn't either. It's a lot of work. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot People of work. People aren't after a lot of work, especially right now. Yeah. I mean, it's like on the flip side, yes, they're not. But on the on the other end of that spectrum, they've had a lot of time. People have been inside. What are they going to do? But where are they getting these materials, even if it's just like from Home Depot? 
That's a lot of material to just blow money on and be like, I'm going to just build a shit that's going to come down in a day. I, yeah. I and I, I mean, those, the, how tall were they? Like six, seven feet? The one specifically was 9.8 feet tall. That was the one in Utah. Okay. So the OG monolith. The OG monolith. And yes. Do we know for sure it has been there since 2014? Uh, 2016, they said that the reason why they know um, is that it was reported in 2020, but it was uh, installed between July and October 2016, according to a state biologist. I I don't know the accuracy of that, but yeah. So if it had been there that entire time, how would this, let's say there is this alleged Facebook group of everybody who wants to make a monolith. Yeah. We'll call it the monolith wannabes. How did they know it was going to be discovered when it was discovered and have all the supplies ready to pop one up immediately afterwards? I do, I do it's not a conspiracy. know. conspiracy. It yeah. is. And so, like everything, like every good conspiracy, there are two things. You cannot have one thing. You have to have a second thing in order to connect the two to make a conspiracy. If people do oh, not okay. know this. So... Let's bounce ahead to December, shall we? When these yeah. monoliths were actually popping up. Um, so from here, this was December 8th, uh, 2020, when I, I can't, I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly, so I'm just going to say his title out of respect for this, this person. Uh, a former Israeli space security chief okay. has said that extraterrestrials have been in contact with humans uh, and he called them a galactic federation and the aliens were said to be curious about humanity and were seeking to understand the fabric of the universe, which is already fascinating. And... Oh, yeah. uh, he goes on to say that there is, quote, an agreement between the United States government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. I did see that article. Yes. And now, I mean, was it just the United States they signed a contract with? Or was it like all the countries? Because I probably didn't read the article. I'm not going to lie. They're just saying uh, specifically the United States and this uh, uh Space security chief went on to say that President Trump was aware of the extraterrestrials and had been on the verge, quote, of revealing the information, but was asked not to in order to prevent mass hysteria from happening. Oh, I'm not even going to get into Trump. I won't. But um. <laughs> yes, we won't. We won't go there. But the fact yeah. that we have like I haven't tallied the monoliths up, but I'm just going to say I'm going to say A shit ton. I'm going to say between 50 and 100 monoliths popping up over the course of 10 days in December. And then you have side B of this story, which is the former Israeli space security chief saying extraterrestrials exist and uh, we know about them and they're not revealing themselves to us until we like unite as a society because we're not ready because we're fragile in this fragile state of like wanting to kill every kill each other and everybody on well, this planet they're not wrong again i like for for those who who are listening uh 
you have to have two pieces of a puzzle to work for a conspiracy theory. You can't say uh, X happened because X happened. You have to say X happened because Y happened. And then, of course, you have, like, the gene effect of, like, well, well, Y happened because A happened and A happened because D happened. And you pull them together. But for this specific story and theory, we have Monolith A, Israeli Space Security Chief B, saying we have... We, we've allowed them to do experiments here, and these monoliths have happened. So, are these monoliths an art installation? Maybe. Probably, most likely, yes. Are they an, op an opportunity for aliens to watch us all destroy each other right now and try to communicate to us through these monoliths as an opportunity to bring everybody together for one consistent through line of, hey, we can all talk about one thing and be on the same wavelength and admire how cool and weird it is and that bring us together and unify us. I'm just saying. And you know. are saying it well, sir. It's the so white well. <laughs> God. And you know what? Again, I had no idea there were so many of them. I didn't either. Which, even if... And, and knowing that the Utah one had been there so long... It it kind of reels it back in that I don't think that wasn't. And did you see the TikTok video of when all the hipsters were climbing up on private property to see the monolith? Yep. And there's like this weird creature captured behind some chick, like doing a selfie with it. Yes. Shit balls! That was terrifying. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. Um, and again, I mean, maybe anything's possible at any point. Anything. And I, yes, again, this is Wikipedia. Someone could have uploaded these to fuck with people as a, a, a chance to why, have fun. Though? But it's a, like, why? Why would you like make? Yeah. I, I don't know. I need to do more research. But I was literally just sitting down to figure out like how I'm going to position this story and talk about it um, in a way that's cohesive and somewhat reeled in. Uh, and then I stunt this page. I mean, it's it's literally a Wikipedia page called "List of 2020 Monoliths." And it's when insane. I scrolled, I was like, "Holy shit! Why is nobody talking about this?" But also, this Israeli space security. I remember seeing it. Uh, mm -hmm. It was very difficult to find on the internet as well. I was like, "What? Why are these two things? Why yeah. is no one talking about the monoliths? And why was this so hard to dig up when it was?" news everyone was posting for like three days again three days people don't give a shit anymore and now in like the articles i'm running across that i'm posting in the oddity files fan group are all like here's why aliens don't exist stories so mm -hmm. maybe you know somebody conspiracy whatever you want to call it is trying to reel it back in but i say let's don't Let's go with the flow. Let's let's let the aliens come. If they want to keep it quiet for now, I understand. We yeah. are batshit crazy. And we do kill each other and it's fucking terrifying. But give us a chance, aliens. Come on. We want to believe. I uh you know, I think if we're really going to lean into it, if I'm I'm really going to lean into it. I'm just going all in. I'm Monoliths, aliens, I'm, this is me leaning into you. If you are an alien 
species, and you have been allowed to experiment on our planet. Maybe, just maybe, <laughs> everyone's quarantined, everyone's isolated, everyone's not really leaving the house as much, not going to public parks because their countries and, and states are telling them not to, not doing this, not doing that. So what do you do? You drop a shit ton of monoliths <laughs> around the world as monitoring devices to experiment on our soil and things like that, and you just drop them. And then all of a sudden people go against the government quarantines that they're doing and go outside and, and do these things and do those things again. And the aliens are like, oh, fuck, we left the monoliths behind, but we don't have time to clean up. <laughs> and here we are. That is, that makes the most sense. <laughs> Does it? That's why they disappeared so quickly. They're like, oh shit. They really don't listen to anything. Yeah. They do whatever they want. We got to take these back guys or we're going to kill them off. And that's that picture. <laughs> so full circle, we got the picture of the hipster folks over at uh, at the Utah one. We got the alien hiding in the crevice of the rock in the background. And that alien is probably terrified. Like Karen is really close to this device that we worked really hard on to monitor. <laughs> The shit going down on planet Earth, and someone's probably going to ruin this and potentially might or might not take a shit where it used to be. I'm terrified. <laughs> this is my life's work. <laughs> He's like, Karen's not wearing a fucking mask. I thought that was the rule here on Earth right now. Yeah. So what was the note that was left behind? Um, Did it say? I... Oh, Jesus. Other than the shit, of course. <laughs> let's um, let's the see. The duty, Utah if you will. Monolith note uh, left behind. I'm using the Google machines. Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the message left by those who removed it. Um, leave no trace is what it said. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... I know a little bit about Leave No Trace because I do have a, a daughter that lives on the road because um, she puts it in like every single Instagram post she puts up. I thought it meant like, don't leave garbage behind. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask Cassandra about that shit. Yeah, there are there are photos of the men removing it, which is insane. So I'm like, how do you get these photos yeah. specifically? But the guy who took the because they're all was taking like, pictures themselves. Why didn't they get a picture of the guy taking a crap? Yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's insane. I mean, it's all. I think we do live in a in a in a world where the fun of conspiracy theories. Uh, this year has been sucked away into a black hole of darkness and and yeah. psychosis, and I and I I just you know everyone's got to feel like they're trying to take things and push them to the next level when you just got to talk about them and have fun because they are fun if you you know don't believe them most of the time. It was such a fun <laughs> distraction that I felt the world needed. Mm -hmm. And it was all before this big Aquarius conjunction of like Jupiter and mm -hmm. all the planets and all this stuff was supposed to go down. I'm like, oh, th th this is it. I mean, for a, a brief moment in time, I was like, oh, this is it, yep. you know? And I was terrified because aliens scare me more than any cryptid 
or any ghost or demon. I yeah. don't know why. I can't explain it. There's lots of them. We, well, I should say, we don't know how many there are. Every movie tells me there's way more than there are humans on the face of the earth. And I think that's what scares me about them. Yeah. But it was the most fun distraction. And it while was. I was doing the little book tour, the people were asking me what my thoughts were on that. And mine was just like, I think it's artists. Because, you know, I had to look smart because it was a virtual book tour. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, excuse me, I don't talk about aliens in this book, so can we get back on track, please? Uh, can we stay on the subject? Yeah. If you want to talk aliens or cryptids, please join me on my podcast with my co-host, <laughs> my co-host Nick Floyd. Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we, we talk about our pets all the time, and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But... We're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash OFChewy. You help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OFChewy. My dogs will thank you. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter. And you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time, streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content, to their flexible membership plans. Shudder is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month. And yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? tinyurl.com slash get shutter tinyurl.com slash get shutter g-e-t-s-h-u-d-d-e-r let's get scared oh hey there count panic i got a question for you what's that bob what do you know about mothman the loch ness monster ghosts demons and things that go bump in the night not much bob well lucky for you we host a podcast called bob after dark where we talk about legends lore and the supernatural. Wow, where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, We've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost-effective there, and the store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. I am super excited about our latest podcast partner, which is Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. 
it's an experience when you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee. They want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. And we're back after some technical difficulties that may or may not have been caused by aliens. Yep, there we go. (laughs) And that's the perfect segue to say, it's crazy, it was fun, I hope the conversation can be restarted again and that we can all continue talking about these monoliths, and I'm glad I got to talk about them here because it's been bottled up for a month, and I, I had to... I had to free, I had to set it free. Free it, you did. I had to let my freak flag fly. Thank you. you. Yes, I love it. Okay, so (laughs) are you ready for a story that'll take us way back to the Victorian era, if you will? Oh, I like it. Okay, so I've called this one paradrama. Because apparently drama in the paranormal world has been going on for just about as long as it has any other kind of drama. I'm about to tell you the story of Marjorie the Medium, and her story goes a little something like this. So Mina Marguerite Stinson was born in Ontario, Canada in 1888. She grew up on a farm and later moved to Boston to spread her wings <laughs> as a young adult. While working as a secretary of a local church in Boston, she met and married Earl Rand, a grocer. She had one son named John. Later, uh, she went into for a surgery. Uh, they said they believed it was an appendectomy, but they weren't sure. And she meets her very own Dr. McDreamy, a.k.a. Dr. Leroy Goddard Crandon. What a name. Who was... I know. He's probably a hunk. L-E-R-O-I. Oh. Leroy? I'm going with Leroy. Bad, bad Leroy Goddard Crandon. (laughs) Baddest man in the whole... Okay. So he was quite a few years older than she was. And by accident or divine intervention, you be the judge... The two meet up again outside of the operating room later that year. Crandon served as a lieutenant commander and head of surgical staff in a New England naval hospital during the First World War. And she was a civilian volunteer ambulance driver, you go girl, who transported casualties to the hospital. And the sparks must have flown like an episode of Grey's Anatomy because later that year, Mina filed for divorce from old Earl and married her Dr. McSteamy and became his third wife. Mina and her son went on 
to what she had hoped would be their best life, and McSteamy even ended up adopting old, I mean, young Johnny Boy. Wait, third wife? Like he was married third three wife. times, or he had three wives? Uh, married three times, I'm assuming. Okay. It didn't kind of get into that. I don't know if wives died. I think it's possible because I'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. Mina soon began experimenting with seances, as one does uh, when they have even more money on their hands than they knew what to do with back then. Apparently, McSteamy had a slight obsession with mortality. So I'm assuming that that. That's why I'm assuming that his wives had passed because he was obsessed with mortality or because he was a doctor. I don't know. Oh, what a twist. Yeah, but that's why he goes from McSteamy to apparently Dr. Doom. So Mina would entertain her husband and their friends with her newfound ability to speak uh, through her dead brother, Walter, who would speak through Mina in a gruff, decidedly uninspirational manner. His no-nonsense comments liberally laced with profanities, all while Mina snored her way through the hypnotic trance or held a mouthful of water. So her brother was taking over her body and speaking, and either she was sleeping through it and snoring or held mouth water in her mouth while this man was talking. Her brother, her dead brother. That blew my mind. This, th- there are so many, like, I need a notepad to write all these little intricacies down because I feel like there are little bits and pieces that I need to, that are very important to the story. Oh, not all of them are, but that one is. So, okay, good. <laughs> the effect proved so remarkable that one skeptic searching for some plausible explanation wondered aloud if perhaps the lady could speak through her ears. I just thought that was kind of funny can't imagine she really spoke through her ears. <laughs> Anything's possible at this point. True, true. <laughs> As were the times, Mina started attracting a whole lot of attention, and her seance, seances were legendary. This is when she started to go by Marjorie the Medium. I mean, honestly, if your husband's obsessed with mortality, this wouldn't have been my first choice. But, you know, whatevs. You go, girl. As you can imagine, Dr. McSteamy was now obsessed with the afterlife and his wife's newfound ability to channel the dead. And she he supported every single move she did. He was like her biggest cheerleader. She never required any money for her seances, and this showed validity to people of the day, as it does to me at this point. But she was comfortable in life, so why would she? Apparently, he was still doing the doctor thing on the side of promoting his wife's seances. That's why she was comfortable. Uh I'm just making it up. Not really. As the spiritual movement grew in popularity, so did the skeptics. Girl, I feel you here. But Marjorie didn't care. She went on doing what she did best, and people were amazed with her talents. Believing his wife to be a remarkable psychic instrument... Dr. Crandon took her abroad to build up a conscious, a consensus of favorable opinion from European experts. One of these was Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. For fuck's sake, was Sir Arthur Conan Doyle? Who? <laughs> 
declared her to be a very powerful medium and that the validity (laughs) of her gifts was beyond all question. The legendary seances our girl had already done for hundreds with mysterious bumps and raps. Strange flashes of light were said to pierce the darkness during her gatherings. The Victrola was said to play on its own accord. And it's one of those wind-up puppies back in the day. It's not like it was plugged into a wall. Um, And disembodied voices could be heard in the shadows. Once a live pigeon appeared in the room, seemingly conjured up from thin air. This woman is amazing. I just imagine that pigeon being like, what the fuck? Where am I? Take me back to New York City in 2009. What the fuck is this? Probably. But she's got a, like a time portal in her parlor, her seance parlor. She's like, what? The pigeon's like, what is this, 1941? Shit, shit. Also, they still eat us back then. Okay. Also, I if I had someone who I supported, I don't even I don't even have a good comparison to make for this because I feel like it'll just wind up. You don't take somebody to a fictional author to get some sort of clout. Like you literally brought your <laughs> your medium. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, uh, here's Sir Arthur Arthur Conan Doyle, and he's like, "Oh yes, this talent you have is very fantastic. I write fiction. N- nice to meet you." <laughs> like... Okay, in Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's defense, he was like all about the spiritual mu- movement. So uh, he, this was like his side hustle okay. when he wasn't writing books about Sherlock Holmes. Okay. He was like all about the seance life. So that was a really high honor for her. I'm not dissing your joke because it was so fucking good. But <laughs> I think that's why he came out and said it, it actually him speaking out about her being this medium brought all this attention upon her that she really probably wished didn't happen so let's get into that Uh if you don't mind so a tense and rather peculiar gathering that took place on july 23rd 1924 in a narrow room up on the top floor five distinguished men had come together to try to communicate with the dead up until this point Marjorie had channeled the dead for believers, for those who supported her. But on that particular night, however, the sitters, which is what they called the people who came to see the seance, were of a more critical frame of mind. None more so than the man seated to Marjorie's left, Mr. Harry Houdini. Oh, shit. Get the fuck out of here. This is written by Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Jesus. Right, right. So Houdini had heard about her through Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, which that's really hard to say. And and now he's like, I got to check this out. So I don't know if you're aware of Houdini's obsession with debunking mediums back in the day, but I'll get into that a little bit in case anybody else didn't know about that. But I go on to say, oh, Harry, why you got to mess with a good thing every fucking time? <laughs> Damn you, Houdini. Damn you. Yes. His lot in life, after losing his mother and visiting a spirit medium himself, to speak to her was to debunk debunk every single medium he could. You see, Harry's first meeting with the psychic didn't go so well. The medium claimed to have been channeling his mother, 
and his mother called him Harry and was only speaking English. The medium had no idea that Harry was a stage name. His mother never would have called him Harry and that his mother only spoke German. So Harry, who was disheartened, yeah, do your fucking homework, bitch, is what I'm saying. (laughs) So Harry was pissed. He felt like he got took um, and he was disheartened. He couldn't speak to his mother and made it his lot in life to prove every medium was a fraud, just like the one he had visited and went on until after he died to try to prove that. I did a story way back in the beginning about how one year after Harry Houdini died, his wife did a seance so that he could prove that if, if spirits could come back, he gave her a code word. And they did this whole seance on the roof of this hotel in L.A. in the middle of like a thunderstorm so he could come back and say this word. He never did. But... He's a non-believer. Do you think he would actually come back and say the word? No way. So. No. Are you kidding? He literally like made his life a thing to do. Yeah. Like, if he came back, he'd be like giving in to everything and it would change the game yep. for everybody. Exactly. That was like his final hurrah one year after he died. So... um, Just a year before this incident, he was quoted as saying, I'm willing to be convinced. So this is his lot in life is to debunk all these mediums, but he claims he's willing to be convinced. He said, my mind is open, but the proof must be such as to leave no vestige of doubt that what is claimed to be done is accomplished only through or by supernatural powers. So Marjorie relished at the chance to convert this negative Nancy. Some observers saw this encounter as an acid test, not just of Marjorie's medianship, but of spiritualism itself. But if Houdini truly maintained an open mind on the subject, as he said over and over again that he did, there was little evidence of it that night as the small seance room came alive with otherworldly activity. A spirit bell rang. A voice called to him in the darkness. A megaphone crashed to the floor at his feet. And if these manifestations impressed him, he gave little sign. When the lights came back on, Houdini thanked his hostess and took his leave. So after the seance, Houdini left the Crandon home, much impressed by the famous Marjorie, however, not by any supernatural powers. At his hotel after that, Later that evening, the magician explained how and why his conclusions differed from theirs. So everybody else in the group was blown away. They were all naysayers, but not fucking Houdini, because he's got a... It's a vendetta at this point. So one moment that had baffled the other sitters was the ringing of a spirit box bell a small wooden clapper box that sounded an electric bell when pressed from the top. So it's like an old school version of like in a REM pod, you know, the spirits touch it, it rings, it goes off this. They actually had to press the button down. It would be like, a, am sure like a ridiculous doorbell sounding thing like that. <laughs> what I'm picturing, I don't know for sure. Okay. So 
Although Marjorie's hands were held by a sitter on either side. So it was like an old school seance. Everybody's holding hands, sitting around this table. And her feet were in contact with theirs as well. So like, I guess they had to have their their legs against each other and holding hands. The bell box rang repeatedly throughout the seance, a phenomenon she attributed to Walter, her brother. Another of the evening's mysteries had involved a megaphone that, according to the disembodied voice of Walter, had been levitated in the darkness above the sitter's heads. And he said out loud, Walter, have Houdini tell me where to throw it. And Houdini said, toward me. Whereupon the megaphone instantly crashed to the ground in front of him. So, I mean, I would be freaking impressed, Houdini or not. Yeah. But Houdini is the king of sleight of hand and being the world's number one escape artist said that while it was dark and while he held Marjorie's hand the entire time, he claimed to feel certain muscles tense as she was doing things herself. He claims that he felt her calf muscles tense up when the bell rang, which led him to believe that she was using her feet to press a button on the box. So the box was under the table in the middle. Unless she has toes that can grow out of her shoes, I think he would feel her entire leg move. He's just mad. I, I don't know. He's just mad. He's, he's, he's salty that he didn't think of. He's like, I've been putting my body through torture for years. All I had to do was tell people that mind games worked. I can't think of a exactly. 40s word. He's Bahooey. just a fucking bitter old magician is all he is. Yeah, just he is. fucking salty and bitter. Yep. Okay. So, um, blah, 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 blah. Did he drown? No. Um, actually, I'll get into that as well. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to kind of try to skip over this because we're running a little long. So he asked her to do it again. And to assure proper control at future seances, Houdini designed a special fraud preventer cabinet with a slant-topped crate with openings for the medium's head and arms. So he put her in a fucking box. Once inside, her movements and the opportunities for deception would be severely limited. I mean, come the fuck on, dude. Get over it. He's really trying hard to prove someone wrong. Just embrace it, take her on tour with you, and call it a damn day. Amen to that. So, I mean, she goes through all of this, all the rigmarole, and he's still saying, you know, um, this is what's going on, and this is what's going on. So he locks her in the box. The bell doesn't go off. She's doing all her seancey stuff, talking to Walter. But then Dr. McSteamy Crandon looks. There's a fucking eraser in between the button where it's supposed to make the buzzer go off. Come the fuck on, Harry. So, yeah, he does it again. And then allegedly there's like a a, a collapsible carpenter's ruler, which was in the box that she said she never saw there. All her people said they never saw there. So I've been kind of obsessed with Harry Houdini's obsession with this a little bit because I'm like, you know, don't don't prove it wrong, blah, 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 blah. But now I know he would do whatever he could to stop anything supernatural from him from happening. So despite Houdini's exposures, Marjorie emerged from the debacle essentially unscathed. 
In the seance room, she went on to do better things. By the end of 1924, she had begun to produce teleplasmic manifestations similar to those of Eusepia Palladino, a famed Italian medium, and sitters were now treated to the sight of ectoplasm showing up, coming out of her nose. Wow. And then the ectoplasm turned into hands that would ring the bell. How did Houdini, like, be a known name in history and she just get, like, tossed to the wayside? Um, what are you saying? Like, how how is she not a household name like Harry Houdini is? Because Houdini. Everybody, he was the more famous, the more popular. So, um, actually, at one point when Marjorie was still trying to jump through hoops for Houdini, Walter, her brother, who she channeled, said Houdini would die in a year and it was like a year in three weeks he died because some dick punched him in the stomach and it like fucked up his internal organs oh that's right i couldn't remember which magician it was that drowned and then like i guess his heart exploded but yeah he harry houdini what if like what killed houdini was his like she got in his head so hard that he was trying to like one up her and this was like he just kept going and going and going and couldn't stop. And then this was the final thing that okay. did it because he wanted to take her down. I personally like to think Walter, the spirit, punched him in the stomach because they never really could claim how it happened, why right. it happened. But I am hashtag Team Walter at this point. How about you? Uh, yeah. Houdini sounds like a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. She she went on to do her her, her fun little seances with people who enjoyed her company so she did get to live her best life. Good. And that, kids, is the story of Marjorie the Medium. My wingmen, aside from Walter, were History.net, the Wikipedia, MichaelPrescott.FreeServers.com, and the Google. Wow. I'm, I'm like, I need to see a picture of her, and so I'm Googling her right now. Oh, it's, she's got her own wiki page as well, speaking of the Wikipedia. Oh, Wow. So freaking cool. Oh, PBS.com has a whole. Oh, nice. Oh, Houdini's Marjorie Exposed. It was a pamphlet that he released. What the? Why is he such a jerk? I know. Channel that motherfucker and call him a motherfucker. This is very, very cool. I Oh, one wingman I got to f- forgot to mention was Mysteries at the Museum. Thanks, Don Wildman, you hot piece of ass, you. <laughs> I do not know this man. I, I don't either. Okay. He's very sexy and rugged. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'll have to look him up, too. Just because. <laughs> uh, yes, he is the host of Mysteries at the Museum, which is no longer currently being made on the Travel Channel. I have bought several seasons on my Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, I bet you have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don's my guy. I flirt with him every once in a while on Twitter. He never flirts back. Oh, but, come on, you know. Don. Get your shit together. <laughs> come on. Right. Wow. That's, I feel oh. like that was a perfect slice of uh, paranormal education and history and also uh, a different side to Houdini that maybe we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I've, I've been – and I, I feel like he – I mean, a lot of the mediums back in this time were hoaxes. Yeah. They, I mean, everybody was a freaking spirit medium back then. I get that. Yeah. 
But this one, her story was just too real. Everything I read, it's just... And then you put an eraser in her little spirit bell box? Come on. D- no. Yeah. If you have to I go... I have an open mind. Yep. Yeah, if you have to go that far... <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you have to go that far over to, like, stop things from happening, it, the person probably has some clout to uh, their name. Exactly. Look at that. Look at us. Okay. Look at us. Monoliths and mediums. I love it. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> All the way at the end. A little spice. People would be like, why was it named that? And then boom. Hour 14 in. Yep. Dropped. I have a super quick uh, listener story. I will make it as quick as possible. Um, but people have been sending it in during a hiatus. So I feel like I have to read one. Yes. It's titled Haunted Life. She said, I'd like to start start off by saying I absolutely love your podcast. We love you right back. You're darn right. I come from a long family of believers and was raised believing that anything is possible. Oh, we're just going completely full circle with this episode. Mm-hmm. Ghosts are real, etc. We moved into a brand new home when I was three years old. My dad, mom, one brother, and two sisters all lived there. I'm the oldest. I was never worth a shit at waking up to an alarm for school. Same girl, same. And then parentheses, she put mornings are hard. <laughs> yes, truth. True words have not been yes. spoken. <laughs> One morning, my mom, whose room was in the basement, came up to wake all, all of us kids up for school, and I was already awake. She says, way to go, girl. So proud of you for waking up by yourself and already ready for school. I didn't reply. She followed me into the kitchen, but as she walked in one way, I walked out the other side. She followed me down the hallway, talking to me, um, and I went back into my room, and she followed me in there. Getting a bit concerned at my lack of response, I was there, still asleep. Hair, a mess, and in my nightclothes. I wasn't awake. I hadn't been awake. This was only one incident of seeing someone that lived inside the house that wasn't really them. We all seen someone at some point that wasn't there. You'd only see them from the back or in a reflection or in the dark standing at the foot of your bed so you could just see their outline. Never, you would never see their face, thank God. Not necessarily a ghost story, but maybe a little fucking scarier. Yes, it is. Yeah. Doppelgangers <laughs> invading your house. She said, I hope this story is acceptable. It's true. Mom thought it was doppelgangers. Hey. I don't know what they were. Yeah. I have many, many more stories, more than any one person should maybe. That's the cost of being raised by a believer. LOL. So just let me know if you want more. Yes. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Not all of them are ghostly twin stories. My great grandmother was a sensitive and so am I, I think. Yes. I've never lived anywhere that I didn't have experiences. So I don't think it's a haunted house. It's a haunted life. LOL. But it sure is interesting at times. Amy. Amy, I love it. Oh, my God. It's a haunted life. There you go, Amy. Write your book. Write your book. There's your title. There it is. Absolutely. I know I know a publishing company that likes ghost stories. So just, like, <laughs> just hit a bitch up. <laughs> On that note... Weird is the new cool. Uh, It's 2021, Ghost On. Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network. We hope we're just what you needed. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? 
Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden-Locke, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files fan group. All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay. Go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller. <laughs>